0: Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. I'm excited about giving because I know what, my giving my giving is important. I told them at the 9 o'clock, I'm really proud of you guys. I'm telling you, because as a church, you know, most of the time, you know, you get with preachers, they wear you out, you know. Not me, you know my friends, but you know some guys. Oh yeah, oh yeah, the money. No, you guys give because you understand the principle of giving. But I, I appreciate it because you make my job easier. I was thinking about how how much easier you make my job because you guys give. Because I'm never, I never think, oh, where are we gonna get the money? Does that make sense? Because you guys give. You know what I'm saying? You understand giving? You know? Because you can't listen, man. Let me let you know the biggest thing here. You can't take it with you. You know what I mean? And God sees what you do with it in the earth to determine what you're going to receive in heaven. I'm just the truth. People don't believe this stuff, man. God, you don't think so? He's watching every gift, every dime. That widow might, he's seen what she gave. He's watching it. Look what it says in Matthew 6, 619. I'm going to read all of it for you guys, amen? Because I think this is really important. You see it. Matthew 619 King James says, Lay not up for yourselves treasure upon earth where moth and rust do corrupt and thieves break in and steal. So, what's he saying? Don't just live for the earth. Now, you got to read the Bible. I didn't write this. Come on, right? He said, What? He said, Don't lay up for your treasure, right? You got, uh, yep, yep. Lay up your treasure upon earth where moth and rust does corrupt, but where thieves break through and steal. He said, Don't lay up your treasure. What does mean? Don't just lay up an earthly account. You got that? See what he's saying? Don't just live for here. Live for here and there. Now look what he says here. Keep going. It says what? It says, but lay up for yourselves treasure in heaven. How do I lay up treasure in heaven? Yeah, by giving. By giving. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You, so what do you mean? God is seeing what I'm giving in the earth and laying up my treasure for heaven? That's what he said. Because yeah, yeah. you're not just living for here. That's right. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you're, you're working on your natural account, but you're also working on a heavenly account by your giving. He says, how do you know? He says, moth and rust does not corrupt and steal. Heaven. Now watch what he says. Keep going. 21. Now watch this. Hey, kind of pull it. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Yeah. So he's saying giving's all about an attitude of the heart. So, this is easy for people that love God because it's like, yeah. Easy, simple. God loved me. God, I, everything I got came from God. What's so hard about giving back to God is I understand that it's God that gave it to me. So all giving is, you're a steward. So if you got 50 bucks and God made you steward of $50, be a good steward. If God gave you 50 grand or 50 million, just be a steward of what he gave you. God, here's the number one thing you got to realize. It wasn't yours to begin with. Remember the parables of the talent? He gave out the money, said, hey, the one I gave 5, the one I gave 10, the one I gave 20, right? I'm paraphrasing. Well, whose idea was that? That was God. Why did he give God, one guy 5 and one guy 10? I don't know. He's God. Leave it alone. But if you're been supposed to, if you supposed to be a steward over millions, then you better steward it. If God puts you over hundreds, then steward it. That ain't none of my business. I don't really know, and I don't really care. But guess what? He expects the same stewardship principles with 50 and 50 million. That's how he rolls. Look, look what he says in 20. Just keep going. Now watch this, because I like this, right? Because you need to really see this, right? Because in 22, I want you to see this. For the light of the body is the eye, therefore the eye shall be single and full light. What's he trying to say? He said, get focused in your purpose. Watch 23. Right? He says, but if the eye be evil, the whole body shall be evil and full of darkness. Okay? And what is he saying? He's saying, don't get, don't get cloudy in this. You can only serve one master. Watch 24. No man can serve two masters for either hate one or love the other or else hold to one and despise the other. Yet what? You cannot serve God and mammon. Okay? So next is what you got to know. Mammon is the earth system of wealth. You understand that? There's two gods in the earth God, Jehovah, and Mammon. Now, everything out in that world is rotating about money. This thing right now you see with Russia and the Ukraine, which we're praying, that's all about money, man. Wake up. It's all about power and money. That's all this stuff is about. That's all they live for. And we feel it's sad. And it's people sad watching this stuff, but they, people don't care. You know, evil has no, and I'm not saying that anybody's evil. I understand war. We go to war. I, but evil in general, not countries or people, evil could care less about who it kills on its way to get what it wants. You better wake up. Steal, kill, and destroy, that's the devil, bro. So, you know what I mean? It is what it is. You know, people are like, well, you know, no, there ain't no nice devils. Church people better wake up. You know, like, oh, yeah, you know, I don't know. I know what it is, it's demonic. It's evil, so you know what I'm saying. So mammon is the other. So you either serving God or serving money. Ain't that good? Yeah. He don't play no games. He He's fine line. So why do we give? Give because we love God. Why do we love God? Because God first loved us. And you came in with nothing. You ain't leaving with nothing. But you're gonna lay up an account in heaven. Praise be to God. Some of you are gonna get up there and live in a shack. You will not be living in a heaven shack. How many want to live with like you know? You don't want to be in the cheap seats of heaven, man. You want to live in the good spot. I want to live close to God. I don't know where that is, but you guys got to laugh a little bit. You don't understand what I'm saying. There's principles. What do you say? Lay up a treasure in heaven. How am I laying up a treasure in heaven? By what you're doing in the earth. You know, you're a in heaven's based upon what you do in the earth, not what you do in heaven. Did you know that? God said, I'm going to look at your works. I'm going to try it up. I'm going to put it through the fire, see what can last. How many are going to have a good job when you get to heaven? You better start doing something for the kingdom in the earth then. It was like, I'm going to go up there and say, where do I work? God's going to be like, over there. Back 40 of nowhere. No, I'm being serious. Well, I don't want to be a witness. You know, G, we, we pulled up today. We pulled up today, you know, to get coffee real quick. And Gigi was in the back. She goes, Daddy, tell that girl Jesus loves her. I said, oh, really? Okay. So I, I know what she was doing. She goes like this. And I said, I ain't telling her nothing. I said, you tell her. She goes, well, you're not being a good Christian. I said, all right. So I said, I'm going to roll up and put the window down and you tell her. She goes, I'm not saying nothing. I'm not saying nothing. Yeah, she was kidding. Because I know the kid anyway who's in there. But I said, yeah, it's funny when everybody wants you to go practice their faith with your ability, right? No, you got to go tell her. You get out there and do it. I won't tell nobody I know God. Jesus said, you ashamed of me before men, I'll be ashamed before you, for my father. Yeah, everybody likes this stuff until you preach it. I love God. You know what I mean? He said, oh, you ashamed of me? You can't tell your friends you're a Christian? Come on, you can't tell your Instagram you a Christian? I'm going to get in trouble today. You know I was out of town for a little bit. You can feel it, right? I'll be nice to you. I'm going to go, Pastor Chris, just take the money. I'll, I'll give more money if you leave me alone. No. I know some of you think. I don't know what you give, so I could care less. About <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No. You got you to gotta live the life that you're supposed to live all the time. Money, service, God, being, doing what you're supposed to do. Because guess what? You can reach people I can't reach. And you don't got to be no holy roller, all you know. We don't got no chandeliers here and we don't roll on the floor, none of that business. You know what I'm saying? You could be a Christian and be normal. But somebody got to share the truth. And how are you going to know the truth if they don't tell you? Don't, you don't tell them. You know? And people, man, going through life need help. All right, hold your seat in your hand. You got to have faith. The ushers are coming. Look at the four ways to give. Everybody know how to give around here? Text to give 386 968 1103. What do you do over there? Relevantfl.org slash given. Cash app, dollar sign relevant. You know how to do it. Amen? You got your seed in your hand? Yeah. Now listen. Don't just, you worked for that, man. Or you know what I mean? Don't just put it in a bucket. Release faith. Bible says faith. Without faith it's impossible. Hebrews eleven six. 6. Without faith is impossible to please him. The he that comes to him must believe that he is and he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Yeah. You know what people's problem is? They don't know God's a rewarder. Who's a rewarder, man? So, guess what? You sowing, now you're going to reap. What farmer plants seed and doesn't go in the field and harvest it? A crazy one. You know what I'm saying? I don't know nothing about farming, but would you stick seed in the ground and not go get it? No, it's too much work. So, sow it, and then what do you do? Believe you receive when you've let it loose. And then what do you do? Expect it. How many expect it when you go to the mailbox? How many are you expecting favor? I expected some favor. Pastor Liz was making me laugh. The other day we were hanging out, you know, and she was like, She's like, she's like, you got you. I said, I expect it. I was I was chilling. I said, I just you just have to expect. She goes, well, You do this all the time. How do you do that? I said, I expect it. You have to expect it. Why? Because I sowed it. I don't sow nothing, I don't want to reap. That's the biggest mistake with people. They say, Oh, you say, I don't sow no unforgiveness, I forgive everybody. Oh, so none of that's, you got to learn these principles now. So you sow in seed. What do you do? You better expect it. Then I don't understand people. They, they go get a job, and then they don't expect a job. Or they go expect something. You should get a raise. Yeah. Bigger than what you got. That's right. Business should come. When the phone rings tomorrow at the shop, man, there's money calling me. Yeah. That's what Junior's going to say. There's money calling. Yeah. And people say, oh, Pastor Chris, you're too much. No, I'm not. That's faith. You, oh, you over there, oh, now what? Phone rings, you're like, oh, great, now what? That ain't how you pick up the phone, man. Anticipation is faith. Do you believe you receive when you pray? Yes. Then what do you do? You should believe you receive when you sow. Yes. Yes. The minute it goes, whoo, it's coming back. I know it's coming. My God in heaven. I said, my God in heaven. Amen. I'm going to get buildings. Yeah. That felt good, didn't it? Yep. Yeah. Buildings. I was telling them about it. We got an opportunity to get more buildings. Get them all. What are you going to do with them? You get them. Put Jesus' name on it. Say, let's Jesus. Yeah, Yeah, man. Put Jesus' name on it. Say, that belongs to God. Well, Why does it belong to God? Because it belongs to us. If it belongs to us, it belongs to God. You that kind of partner with God? Yeah, it's God stuff. I ain't taking this with me. I can't take none of this with me. Neither can you. Get it all. It belongs to God. Put his name on it. Put property of Jesus Christ on that thing or something. I don't know. Do whatever you got to do. Who cares? It's God's. You know what I'm saying? Make make God proud in the earth. This church, we should own the whole town, whole city, whole state. Yeah, why not? Say, who owns that? The church owns everything. Praise be to God. No, you got business people owning it, and the church of all of a sudden. They're like, well, you know, we're just going to sit over here in Broke Alley. No, we're not. You're living over there in the Blessed Street. Come on. You ready to lease faith? I got a whole builds you up to release faith. Amen. And once you release faith, guess what? Something's going to change in your future. Right. Hold your seat in your hand. Say this out loud. Say, Jesus. Jesus. Come on, what's my? I can't get your mouth to move? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I'm not saying you. You got to say it. Jesus. Jesus. That's what faith. Jesus. Jesus. Thank, you. Thank you. You prosper me you prosper in every area of my life. I'm rich. I'm rich. You made me rich. You made me rich. In Jesus' mighty name. Jesus. Amen. Jesus. Amen. Praise the Lord. You can receive. Yeah, three people got it. I'm rich. Why? Well, he told me he made me rich and want to be poor. He want to be poor. I want to be rich. He the, one who, he the one who thought it up. Why would he write that? I became poor. See, people don't know the Bible. Then they get mad at me because they don't know the Bible. You know the Bible. How in heaven can I say that? I can't say it if he didn't write it. He said, I became poor so you could become rich. You know what? If you don't become rich, you're disobedient. Yeah. This is gonna be a good day. Ain't no governor here, there ain't nobody stop me. There ain't nobody around. No one in this room has the power to control me right now at this moment. There's no help for you. No hope. I hope you didn't bring a visitor. She can't control me anyway, praise God. So did you think about it? he became he said he became poor so you could become rich. Did he say that? Yes, he did. So if you don't want to become rich, you're disobedient. You never heard that day in your life, did you? Do you like it? It's kinda of gritty, ain't it a little bit? Kind of a little gritty. You know what I mean by gritty? Kind of make you a little bit like, man, I don't know if I like Pastor Chris. I don't know if I like you. We'll figure that out by the day goes on, you know what I'm saying? I'm on, I'm on metal. How can he say that? It, think about it. Wouldn't that be true? I hate religion. Yeah, yeah. He said you became, he became poor so you could become rich. Yeah. Did he say that? Yeah. So if you don't want to become rich, you're disobedient. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Next time you go around broke people, you know, say, hey, you rich? No, oh, I'm broke. Disobedient to God. <laughs> I'm going to try that next time. <laughs> go with my buddy. We're going to stick him with the bill. That's what we're going to do. We're going to stick him with the bill and go, here, take care of this. What do I got to get stuck with the bill for? How? What? Don't be disobedient. You rich. <laughs> I'm laughing because we went to dinner with our friend and he took care of it. Not, but try it again. Next time, I'm going to be like, hey, double up. Take care of this one, too. <laughs> you need to take care of this one. Why don't you get the one next door to there? Get that guy's table, too, while you're here. Why? Why? Because you're rich. No, you understand what I'm saying. You got to beat that off your mentality because if you're not careful, what will happen is you'll conform to religion. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I shock you sometimes and shake you. It's your family. It ain't my family. It's your grandkids. Yeah. So if you prosper, your grandkids go looking for money to go to college, say, don't worry about it. Gigi got it. Grandpa got it. Gee, daddy I ain't, You ain't calling me Grandpa. That's weird. <laughs> I gotta get a name. They try to say what's your name gonna be? Big Poppy. (laughs) I would do that, but I can't stand the Red Sox. I hate them guys, so praise God. Yeah, I do. Don't curse in the house of the Lord. We're Yankee fans around here, right? Praise God. Psalm 23:1. You better lighten up. The more you guys take me time to crank up, the worse it's gonna get. So come on, just give me an amen. Maybe God will show up in this service (laughs) sooner or (laughs) later. Psalm 23.1. You got to laugh, man. You guys are too tight. But no, that's true, right? Amen. Yeah, I want you to prosper because when you prosper, your kids prosper, your family prospers. You can meet other people's needs. And you know this stuff. And sometimes, you know, I push you a little bit because I want you to be blessed. Amen. Amen. Psalm 23.1. You ever been in a valley? Valleys ain't easy. I want you to start speaking in the valley. So here's the thing about valleys that people don't realize. And I want you to understand this before we get in this. I'll just give you a little, little preview. It's a beautiful sight to stand on top of a mountaintop and look down into the valley. But it ain't easy sometimes when your perspective is in the valley looking up to the mountaintop. A lot of times in life it's hard because we realize and understanding that we go through some dark times. Okay, We've all had a valley experience. The Bible sometimes has a valley experience for you to go through because you kinda, you're going through something. You're pressing in and as you've got to kind of come up into the mountaintop, you've got to walk through some stuff. Some of the things I've seen in my life is that when I went in the greatest valleys of my life, you try to find people to be there to stand with you, and they are few and far in between. It's not the easiest thing to do to find people in your valley when you're going through. But you know what the Lord told me? I was in Bible school. It's funny. You're going to laugh. I was in Bible school, man, and I was kind of going through it for a little season there. And I was kind of like, oh, this is great. You know what I mean? You're in the middle of this mess, and you're doing it. How many of you been doing this? Man, I was doing everything right. You ever been doing everything Right. You ain't doing nothing wrong. You're living the best Christian life you possibly lived, and now all of a sudden you are in the valley. You know what I mean? And then sometimes you go in the valley with your thinking, your mind, your will, your emotions. You kind of hit that low, and you don't, you don't know. Like man, you don't just sometimes Christianity. Sometimes it don't feel right. You know, just something feels off. It feels like I'm mentally off, or I'm so my soul is off. I'm just off a little bit. And the next thing you know, if you're not careful. I'm kind of pressing through some stuff you didn't know you're pressing through. And as you're pressing through, you think, like, man, God, when am I going to get out of this? And I never forget, I was in the middle of this valley coming up and coming out, but I was serving God, doing everything right. I'm like, God, man, give me a break. I'm like, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm like, God, I'm in Bible school for crying out loud. I'm Coming after you with everything I got. And I never forgot. I said, well, where is Everybody. You know, you're looking for people to, like, stand with you and be there and stuff like that and come alongside you and encourage you. And it seemed like instead of people coming in the valley with me, they were leaving the valley and running away. Yeah. I'm in the middle of this valley getting up and trying to go there, and God said, hey, look, do me a favor. Stop looking to see who's not here and start paying attention to see who is here because the people that can walk with you in the valley are the only people I want you to take to your mountaintop. Amen. Amen? Your valley qualifies next level next level living and next level friends. Anybody can walk to you when you're on the mountaintop. You're pretty up there on the mountaintop. It's all good up there on the mountaintop. But when you go through the valley, that's when it gets a little rough. And guess what? When the going gets rough, the non-rough get going. They leave. Come on. You know what I'm saying? So you're going to go through some stuff sometimes to qualify your faith and qualify the faith of others around you. And when that happens, don't get discouraged and feel like, oh, man, what am I going through this for? Just notice, if I could hold on and do what God told me to do, I could come up out of this. Because the only place this valley shows up is in the soul. It's pressing against my mind, my will, and my mind. God didn't leave you. God didn't forsake you. God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. My God, ain't that good news? He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And you want to know why I think God said, I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so you never forget, he's never going to change. Amen? He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So you can count on every one of those promises, no matter what it feels like for you, God is going to be the same each and every day, even if it doesn't feel like it even if it doesn't look like it, even if it doesn't sound like it, even if it doesn't even seem like any of this thing's going to happen, God said, I'm going to be the same. Amen? And if God said he's going to be the same, and if he before me, who in the world could be against me? Amen? Come on. You got to pull that in and notice that if God said it, I believe it. That's the end of it. Glory to God. I don't have to know it and understand it. This is the problem, right? Sometimes when we walk through, we don't feel God. Look what it says in Psalms 23.1. He said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He making me to lie down in green pastures. He leading me beside the still water. He restores my soul. How many of you need to get your soul restored? Your mind, your will, and your emotions. How many have been through some mind stuff? Now we've been talking about this whole month about how your soul has to get in alignment so you can receive by faith what it is God has for you in the spirit. Your mind is where rejection and acceptance happens. When your mind, your will, and your emotions shuts down, you can't get it over. God's trying to get things over to you. But you can't reject. But What happens is, uh, he restoreth my soul. Why? Your soul gets messed up. Why does your soul get messed up? Because your soul gets wounded. Your soul, yeah, you do. Say none of that inner healing stuff. There ain't nothing wrong with it. But I'm not hot on it because sooner or later the word of God's got to kick in. You know, I got people coming here, well, you know, in 1983, you said this at Uncle Mike's picnic, and I'm still mad. You need to get over it. It's 2022, bro. Wake up. Now, I get it. I understand some people ain't nice, but you know what I'm saying? People holding on to stuff for 30 years ago, you did this. 30 years ago? I can't even remember 30 minutes ago. You talking talk about 30 years ago. Cut it out. Hey, Amen? No, you need to stop this. You know, you know, you, you, a lot of people stay in victim in life because they choose to be a victim. Now I'm not trying to be mean. I'm not. I'm, people been through some real stuff. I ain't look. I got some a lot of stuff in this room, so I'm not trying to be a jerk. But hear what I'm saying. Look, some of you been hanging on stuff. Well, I'm hurt. Well, everybody's hurt. Who in the room could not be hurt if they don't want to be hurt? You choose not to be hurt. You choose to forgive. Come on, man. You gotta let. So I'm gonna show you in a minute here what these valleys are about. You gotta get up and get out. You see what I'm saying? Some of these valleys, you got to come up out. You can't stay here. I, got, I had one guy, I mean, he was, he, was, he was stoned for 30 years, 30 or 40 years. 40 years, I think, his mama called me and said, he ain't never, I ain't never talked to him straight a day in his life. High as a kite, drunk, out of his mind, living in the woods. I said, you got to be kidding me. She said, I never talked to my son straight a day in my life for 40 years. I said, you got to be kidding me. She said, no. I said, well, he's, he's normal. He's not normal. He's definitely weird, but he's, he ain't drunk or high or whatever he was doing. So that's the first time in 40 years I talked to my kids straight. I said, well, look what Jesus can do. can he do it? Amen. You see what I'm saying? Oh, you can't and regret. I wasted 40 years. I wasted 40 days. Oh, you can't. You better cut it out. I'm going to show you right here. Well, we had a bad marriage. Well, have, start making it a good marriage. Be quiet, talk kind, be nice, and let's go. We lived in strife for 20 years. You're the ding-dong that worked in strife. Don't let no strife in the house. Shut that thing down. Say so ain't no talking like that in this house no more. We ain't talking like that. We, Pastor Chris said we're going to talk with seasoned words of love, and we're going to be nice to one another, we're going to be sweet. And if you ain't sweet, call me up. I'll come get them. Come on. No, I'm being serious. You got to be kind, man. Cut it out. Well, you know, I'm a Christian. Big deal. If you a Christian. You live like a Christian? No, come on, man. We all got to adjust. I ain't perfect. Try to live with me. My God in heaven, I'm a project, full time. Yeah, I'm high, I'm high energy all the time. I wake up ready to go. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't like that. How many of you those morning people, you ain't in the morning, you, know, you don't like the morning? I like every minute of the day. Morning, night, midnight, I like it all. I'm wired too. Get up wired. I'm first one up, man. Joe. I'm up. Ready to go. Let's go. What's up? They're all like, you're so loud. You're doing this. I'm banging on the door today. I took a hanger and banged on the door because they wouldn't get up. I used to be like a drill instructor. Raji, shine, Marines, let's go. <laughs> Time to go to school, let's go. Were you a Marine? No, I should have went. Praise be to God. It would have been good for me. Yeah, I know why. Because, I, they, come on, let's go. Life's a joy. Like some people live. I don't want to get up. I hate Monday. I love Monday. I love every day. I love every minute. I love Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. You better love life. Cut it out. Because your mental perspective is the key to your day. It's true, but you get in these valleys and get in these ruts, and now you're like, look it. And I'm not being, listen, I'm not trying to be rough. I understand people go through stuff, but you can't be going through stuff for 20 years. Get through this thing. That's what the valley's about. Come on up and get on the mountaintop. Change the way you're looking at things, amen? This is what he's saying. Look what he says. He's making me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. Why my store got to be resold? Because I got to live with people, and people are pressing on your mind, your will, your emotions. They mess. Your soul gets hit. You get damaged. You got people, right? How many people got talking? I just was somewhere, and, and people were talking about them, you know? How many got people talking about you? You know what I'm saying? How many got critics? I got so many critics, I stopped counting. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. And then I got mad at God. I'm like, why do I got to hear it? I said, God, it's one thing to have critics, but why do I got to hear what they're saying? He goes, so you can walk in love. I said, great. Welcome to the club. Yeah, I was just talking to somebody the other day. They got, they got, they got critics coming out of the woodwork, man, coming out of everywhere. Critics everywhere you can think of big time, right? And I, I was laughing. I was, I was like, it's hard when you're going through it. Like, why are people mean to me or why are people talking about me? How many got somebody talking about you right now? Come on, somebody talking about you, right? Right? Somebody talking about you. You know you ain't all that. I said, Well, gotta be one thing if they were talking about me, but why do I gotta hear about it? He said, How you gonna be good to them that despitefully use you? How you gonna bless them that curse you if you don't hear them cussing at you? Some of you better cut it out. Next time somebody cursed at you, go praise the Lord. I ever tell you the first time somebody cursed at me for preaching the gospel, they thought I was nuts. I was street preaching. I went up to a guy. I was telling him, do you want to know about the Lord Jesus Christ? He said, let me tell you about the beepity, beepity, beep, beep, beep you can do with your God. I said, praise the Lord. Glory to God. Right like this is my answer. I said, praise the Lord. Glory to God. They thought I was losing it. They go, what are you happy about that for? I said, the Bible said, blessed are you when they revile and persecute you for his sake. Amen. Amen. Come on, man. You got to change the way. Flip the script. How you looking? I got critics. You know what I said? Single file starts over there, wraps around the building. Get in line. I could care less what they got to say. Why do you care what they got to say? Why are you? Let me tell you about critics. Why in the world are you letting moronic people tell you who you are? Let me go on this side of the room. They're they're more awake. Why are you letting? Why will you let? Have you ever have you ever seen your critics? A bunch of ding dongs over there trying to tell you who you are, and you letting a bunch of nitwits speak into your life. And reveal to you who you are? Well, Pastor Chris, he is. You don't even know me. How in the heaven are you going to tell me who I am? Everybody that knows me loves me. You just ain't know me enough yet. You know what I'm saying? I don't like him. I don't like you. You're, I'm talking about you. This ain't about me. I got to use me to show you you. People at work say, don't. Oh, they look at me funny. They don't like me. Shut up. Ain't nobody looking at you that long. they <laughs> care can't understand people. People think people think other people's world revolves around them. We are so narcissistic. It's unbelievable in America. Well, they looking at me funny. Looking at you funny, what? I ain't even looking at you. I'm staring at the clock because I want to go home, bro. I ain't looking at you. Your cubes over where the clock is. That's funny too. But you know what I'm saying? You ever get you ever look as, ever you ever feel like somebody don't like you? Man, I had a friend like that one time. I said, like, he don't like me. He's like, I thought you didn't like me. I said, I thought you didn't like me. He said, I thought you didn't like me. That day you looked at me, I said, you look right back at me. I didn't think you liked me either. He said, I thought you didn't like me. I said, I thought you didn't like me. He said, I didn't talk to you, because I didn't think you wanted to talk to me. I said, I didn't talk to you neither, because you didn't look like you wanted to talk to me. I thought you didn't like me. He said, I didn't think you liked me. I said, well, we're both stupid, because guess what? I never thought that a day in my life. Cut it out. Come up out of your valley of what you're thinking and qualify this stuff, and make sure you can even have agreement with it. That's what he said. He said, "I'm restoring your soul." Look what he said here. Here's a good right. He said, "I'm restoring your soul." He said, "Look." He said, yay, though I walked through the valley of shadow of death." Woo! Come on. How many of you walked through some valleys? Amen. How many of should? How many of you walked through it should have took you out, but it couldn't get you. How many of you walked through it should have knocked you down, but it couldn't keep you down. How many of you hit you in the head, but you got back up and came? Come on, you like a like that Energizer Bunny. You took a licking, but you kept on ticking. Come on, somebody. Should have knocked you down, but you got up. Should have knocked you out, but you didn't let it. Should have killed you, but it couldn't get. Hey, come on. Hey, you hear me? You should have been dead, but you ain't dead. Come on. Should have quit on that marriage, but you didn't quit. Should have quit on them kids, but you didn't quit. Should have quit on that career, but you didn't quit. You better amen better than you lay amen to me right now. You understand? Listen to me, you were never gonna to mount to nothing. Your teacher said you're gonna be a reject. Praise be to God. You make more money than he ever made a day in his life. Come on, somebody. Go back and tell your critics. Come on, man. God bless all the teachers. You know what I'm saying, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, Johnny, you're a, moral, you're a, you're a, you're a reject, Johnny. Johnny now running a company. Johnny making 30 grand a year playing video games. Glory to God. Johnny worked it out. I'm just telling you how it works. Stop being labeled by this nonsense and understand this? He said, Yay, yeah, though know, I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll feel no evil for you or with me. You see that? That rod and that staff, they come for me. You got protection and provision. God's going to be with you. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Okay, here we go. Number one, you got to climb out of the valley and pass mistakes. Woo! Write that down. You got to climb out of the valley and pass mistakes. I made mistakes. Welcome to the club. Come on. Who in this room hasn't made mistakes? But you got to climb out of the valley of mistakes. See, people make a mistake, and they stay in that valley forever and never rise on up to the mountaintop. They just keep going around and around in the valley. Oh, you know what I did? Oh, you know what they did? No. You got to rise above the mistakes of life, whether you committed them or somebody committed them to you. You got to let go and let God. You got to move on by. You got to get up out of that valley. You got to pass on by. Man, the children of Israel... You can go to Philippians 3 and 3 in the Passion, the the Philippians 3.13 in the Passion, right? But the children of Israel, they got an 11-day journey. These jokers took 40 years to get on around this thing because they couldn't get it in their head that God wanted a better life for them. That's all it was. 11-day journey, and they wandered around Israel in the wilderness, and God, even in his goodness, fed them and clothed them and kept them warm, even though they're outside the will of God like God knows what. Wrapping around the wilderness about what we could not be when all the while God made them to be exactly what they could be. You see this? You will be a wilderness wanderer? You can be a valley voyager? Just staying in that thing going around and around and around and around and around. No, you got to what? You got to forget about the past and you got to move into the future. Come on, somebody. Look what it says in Galatians. Look, I'm Philippians 3.13. I do not depend on my own strength to accomplish this. You see this? This is how you. Well, Pastor, I don't understand what this guy's talking about. How about the regrets of life? How about the mistakes of life? How about the pain of life? How about the stuff that you missed that you know you could you didn't have to miss but you missed it? Come on, you got to let go. You got to forget about it. Come on, I didn't live right. Who cares? You live right now. I mean, I squandered this, squandered that. Ain't no more time for this stuff. You got to let it go. Look what he says here. He said, I do not bend on my own strength to accomplish this however I what? I do have one compelling focus. What's that? I forget all the past as what? As I fasten my heart to the future instead. Whoa, you better read that. How about you going to fasten your heart to the future instead and forget about the past? How you going to do it? You going to do it? Yeah, you are. Say, man, bump it. I'm out. I'm going to let the future pull me forward. I ain't living in the past. And then some of you right here, you need to get new friends. This is a bonus package. Everybody try to tell you who you were. All those people try to tell you who you were, say, sorry, you got to go. Don't even tell them. Just stop calling them. You Know what I'm saying? Just don't let them know. Change your number. Don't give it to them. I don't know what you got to do. Click. Here's the problem. They trying to pull you back to a moment of time. You ain't there no more. See what I'm saying? And the problem with people, well, you know, let's reminisce. I don't need to go there. No, there ain't nothing to go back to. Nope. I'm going to say this, and you ain't going to like this, but business people love this. My business guys love this. I don't really care what you did last quarter. That don't mean jack. Man, my business guys love it. I got a dude right now, he's going to do big, big stuff. He tried to brag about what he did the one year. You know, he's like, oh, I did this. I said, I care. What'd you do this week? The one joker made me laugh. You know, your boy makes me laugh. They need money like no tomorrow every week. I was like, well, what'd you do yesterday? So you can't stay there. You know what I mean? You got to move. You can't go back. It's good, and they're great accomplishments, but you can't stay there today. What are we going to do tomorrow? See what I'm saying? That makes me, you know why? Because you get you get, you get get stuck and stagnant, and you stay stuck and bored. Unless I give you future to pull you out. That's everything in life. The Apostle Paul said, I forget it all, even the good stuff. Put it up there. You better see it. Watch this. He said what? He said, I'm forgetting that stuff. Just pop that scripture up there. I don't depend, right? What? I allow it to fasten my heart into the future and pull me ahead. Watch it. I run straight for the divine invitation of reaching the heavenly goal and gaining the victor prize through the anointing of Jesus. I run what? Divine invitation. Come on, right? So let All who are fully mature have this passion. And if anybody else is gripped by these desires, God will reveal them to you. Hey, fully mature people know how to forget the past. Come on. you got to develop in this. Can't go back. Can't go back to a moment in time. Can't go back to the fails. Can't go back to the wins. I just got to move forward. I got to have something pulling me into my imagination and getting me in the future. Why? Because if you get stuck in the valley, what's the first thing you want to do? I want to try to go back. You ever get in the valley? What's the first thing you do when the minute you get in the valley? I don't want to go forward because this hurts too much. Take me back to where I was. Children of Israel, like, bring me back to bondage. It's good with me there. No, you can't go back to familiar when you get in the valley. you got to push through to great success. you got to keep pushing even when you don't know how and you don't even know when. you just got to know God can do it again. Come on, somebody. Look at this. Watch this. I run straight for that divine invitation to do what? Of reaching the heavenly goal and gaining the victor prize through the anointing of Jesus. So let all who are fully mature have the same passion. And if anyone is not gripped by these desires, God will reveal to you. And let us all advance together to reach the victor prize following one path with one passion. Come on, man. You got to get on one path with one passion. You got to forget about the past. You got to forget about the regret. Okay? And you got to forgive yourself, some of you. Come on, because you're pushing through this thing and getting through, right? Check this out. We can come out of the valley of past mistakes and past sins if we ask God to forgive us, and we can be assured that God will never remember those sins against us. That's what the Bible promised. And you, know, you see this in Micah seven eighteen and nineteen. Micah seven. Just write these down. You're going to see him on the screen. I trained them to be watching the screen, which is good because I need you to see the Word of God. Because well, Pastor Chris said, "Yeah, that ain't going to get you nowhere in life." You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? As long as I'm saying what the Word says, though, it will. It'll get you a lot of places. You understand what I'm saying. But you know what I'm saying? Look what it says here. Look okay. She's going to pull this Micah scripture. Now, I'm tell you what this Micah scripture. This thing goes deep because it hits you. It kind of gets you good. Who is a God like an indeed? Now, this is the Bible. You got this? That pardon your iniquity. So, wait a minute. Let me ask you a question. If God gave you, you know what pardon means? Yeah, you got a forgiven, clean slate. You ever hear somebody go to prison and they get pardoned? What does that mean? They free. Forgiven, clean slate, you got freedom based upon what somebody else did. Jesus gave you pardon. He pardoned your iniquities. You know what iniquity is? Sin, shortcomings, what you're not, what you could not accomplish. Jesus Jesus did it. Who did it? Jesus did it. So what, why are you holding on to what Jesus got rid of? And pass by the transgression. Who is God? Who is a God like unto need that pardoned iniquity and passeth by the transgression of the remnant of his heritage? He said, I passed by. He said, I passed by your sin. I pardoned it and passed by it. When are you going to pass by it? Come on. When are you going to pass by it? Look, Pastor Chris, you're giving us a license to sin. No, I'm not. I'll give you a license to live. Come on, we're giving you a license to get out of some stuff that's been holding you back for 20 years. Wasting life and doing this, and making mistakes. Come on, Jesus forgot about it. You should too. I'm just telling you, look, watch. He retaineth not his anger forever because he delighteth in mercy. That's God. He said, I'm merciful. He said, He put his mercy, he put his mercy on you because he put his wrath on Jesus. If he put his wrath on Jesus and put mercy on you, why are you gonna even go near this? He did. It's his idea, not mine. Look at the next verse. Look at this, 19. This is good stuff. You got to pull this in. He will turn again. He will have compassion upon us. He will subdue our iniquities, and thou will cast all their sins into the depths of the sea. He didn't say some of your sin. He said all of them. Past, present, and future. I got them in the sea. Don't be a sea dweller. Get out of there. Come on. You understand what I'm saying? Stop going there. Why are you going there? Staying stuck. Don't stay stuck. Come on up. Look what he said. I got more for you. Look at these. These are, He wrote about you. So well, Pastor Chris, I can't shake it. You can shake this. Watch this. Check this out. Psalm 103, 12. Woo, look at this. Come on, give me like 10, 15 minutes. You got this? Psalm 103, look what he said here. This is insane what he said. Listen to what he said here. Psalm 103. You're going to love this. Because here's the thing. Why do I got to live past this stuff? Because if you don't, it'll keep grabbing you. Try to pull you back. Keep grabbing you. Try to pull you back. Keep grabbing when you start getting forward, the enemy starts showing you pictures of the past to try to pull you back. Ain't nothing there. Tell him, tell him this ain't no fishing zone. You can't go fishing over here. As far as east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. And we were laughing in the morning because he said this. He didn't go north and south. Right? Come on, Mr. C. Why is that? There ain't no north pole and the south pole. There ain't no east pole, no west pole. Can't get there. Because watch the earth. The earth starts rotating, right? God's like, here's God. Here's your sin. He took the globe and spun it. He said, go. He took the, how's, it, how's it rotate? How, on access to east to west. So when you're sin, you're, you're over here and your sin's over there. Go. You can't catch. It can't find you. Every time trying to get to you, it can't because you never get there. God knows what he's doing. He's saying, look, he said, I forgot about it. Why don't you, too, remove transgressions from us? Yeah. Whose idea was that? God. As far as from the east is from the west. As far as from the east, so far I have you removed our transgressions from who? From you. So then look at this. What's he saying in Romans 8 and 1? He said there's no condemnation. You want to go there, Romans 8 1? Look at this. There's no condemnation in them that are in Christ Jesus. For the law, of the spirit of life in Christ set me free from the law of sin and death. Amen. Come on. If there ain't no condemnation in Christ, why are you condemning yourself? Why are you holding on to this stuff? Why are you hanging on to past mistakes, past regrets? Let them lose. Grow beyond it. Come on. Here's the next one. Ready for this? Refuse. Here's what I'll tell you. Refuse to live in the guilt. And con- Now, you better pull this in because there's a... Well, Pastor Chris, ain't a lot of people Amen. In you. I don't need your amens. I know you're thinking. Now you better hear me. You need to refuse to live in the guilt and condemnation and go down the road of life. Don't remain in the valley of past mistakes any longer. And never let the devil put you back down into the valley of past mistakes again. You understand what I just said? Cut it out. You ain't allowed to no more. Now write this down. Number two, you need to come out of the valley of fear, worry, and anxiety. Fear, worry, and anxiety. You know what those are? You ain't allowed to worry no more. You ain't allowed to have anxiety about nothing. You ain't allowed to have fear no more. You don't need to be caught up in that stuff. How many of were professional worriers before salvation? How many of your professional worries in salvation? <laughs> don't be worrying about nothing. You understand what I'm saying? Don't be a wor- don't be a, don't be a worrier. Amen? Don't worry about it. It was gonna work out. You know what I'm saying? For, through prayer, through prayer and supplication, let your request be made known to God and leave it in God's hands. You ain't big enough for this stuff. God is. Amen. Look at Psalm 62.1. I got a bunch of these. Passion. Psalm 62.1. Man, when I read this in this thing, it's so good. Psalm 62.1, passion translation. You like this stuff? Yeah. How many of you worry a little bit? Don't raise your hand. I'm saying, how many get a little anxious for stuff? You know what I'm saying? Don't raise your hand. How many get a little worried How many got a little fear? You know what I mean? Don't raise your hand. You know? And you say, I'm not afraid. I'm not scared of nothing. I just, I'm just worried about this stuff. <laughs> i just worry about my kids, you know, going to school. Relax. You got to put this all in the back burner. You know what I'm saying? Everybody does a like, feary thing. Like, oh, I'm gripped. I'm fr- freaking out. No. Take a pause. Just take a pause. You know what I'm saying? It comes in all shapes and sizes. Oh, yeah. I'm just afraid. I'm just afraid I'm not going to get the right job. I'm just, not, I'm just afraid it ain't going to work out. I'm just afraid of this relationship. I'm afraid, Cut it out. Stop. Put it in its proper perspective. Look at this. I stand, look at this scripture. This is life changing. I got a bunch of these today I'm going to give you. As this explains it better than I do. I stand silent to listen for the one I love. Watch this. Waiting as long as it takes for the Lord to rescue me. For God alone has become my savior. God's gonna rescue you from all this stuff. Look at this. He alone is my what? Safe place. How many know God's a safe place? His wrap around presence always protects me. For he is my champion defender. There's no risk of failure with God. Ain't that good? Look, it gets better. Watch this. So, why in the world would I let worry paralyze me? even when troubles multiply around me. Man, ain't that good. Trouble shows up and you start getting paralyzed. Oh, God, now what? No, no, no. Sit tight and just relax. No, God's got it. You know what I'm saying? Don't get all nervous about it. Look what he says. Keep going. Watch this. Even though it multiplies around me, I'm okay with it. Watch verse 3. I'll tell you what. This stuff is it. But look at these who want me dead. Ain't that right? Sometimes the enemy like, looks like, oh, this joker don't want me to win anything. And they're vicious threats against me. The moment they discover my weakness, they're trying to plot to take me down. Don't that sound like the enemy? Liars, hypocrites with nothing good to say. Don't that sound like some of your friends? All their energies are spent on moving me from the exalted one. Are you reading this? And the exalted place. Right? I'm standing and look at verse five. He said, Liars, hypocrites with nothing good to say about me or my God. All their energies are spent on moving me from this exalted place. They try to push against you, right? The earth's trying to push against you. The fear's trying to push against you. The worry's trying to, the anxiety. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? You know, Brother Hagin used to tell that story, right? Sound like the wheels on the car. What are you going to do? 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 do? He said, I used to have to put the windows down. It could be poor, it'd be sunny all day, 110 degrees in Texas, and you got to drive through the night on this piece of junk car he had was going to break. And he said, I'll roll the windows down, you know, roll them down in the back, roll them down in the front, and I'd be going down the highway, and it sounded like the quartet of heaven was singing. But he really didn't say heaven. He said it sounded like the quartet of hell, the enemy, and it sounded like the you know you never hear car you know type. and he said it started sounding like you know in the middle of the night i will be driving to what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? So the quartet started. What are you gonna do? 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 Do Ain't got no money. Trying to figure this out. Trying to work this out. Trying to get things to happen. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Ain't that the enemy? What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? He don't stop. What are you going to do? Doctor report. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Marriage is going downhill. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Problems in your perspective of life. What are you going to do? 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 You this, that, and other things. What are you going to do? 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 Tell them to shut up. That's what you're going to tell it to do. Shut up in the name of Jesus. That's what we're gonna do, and we're gonna have victory in every area of our life. Because greater is He that's in me than He that's in the world. Yeah. The problem with a lot of us like, you in the valley, you ain't speaking to nothing. You gotta start speaking to this stuff. If it's speaking to you. Speak back. When's the last time you talked back to it? Told it, no, I'm not gonna be. I bind you, you, spirit of fear. I bind you, enemy. I bind this stuff. You gotta start speaking the word of God against this stuff. Come on, man. When's the last time you spoke to the circumstance? Spoke to the situation. Speak to the Look at this. Look at this. I am standing in absolute stillness, verse 5. Silent before the one I love, waiting as long as it takes for him to rescue me. Only God is my Savior, and he will not fail me. Woo! For he alone is my what? Safe place. His wraparound presence always protects me. And he is my champion defender. There's no risk of failure with God, so why in heaven am I going to let worry paralyze me? Even when trouble multiplies me, I got news for you. God's glory is all around me. Woo! His wraparound presence is all I need. For the Lord is my Savior, my hero, and my life-giving strength. Join me, everyone. Trust only in God every moment. Tell him all your troubles and pour out your heart long to him. Believe me when I tell you, he will help you. Did you get that? Man, praise be to God. Look at Matthew six twenty-seven. And the Amplified Classic, Matthew 6, 27, and the Amplified Classic. Stop worrying. Don't get into fear, number one, and stop worrying. Worrying about this and worrying about that and worrying how you're going to do this. And And if you don't think you worry, you worry. Trust me. You know what I'm saying? Worry is just a form of unbelief in an area. That's all it is. Well, I'm worried about this and I'm worried about that. And I understand we got to be practical and I understand we, come on, ain't nobody in here aloof. But, you know, I understand you got responsibilities, you got to pay bills, got to do life, got to, you know, raise kids, got to deal with marriage stuff, got to deal with that. But you ain't got to worry about it. Cast your care. Give it to the Lord. Cast your prayer for He careth for you. Why are you worrying about it? Everything you're worried about means you haven't given it to God yet. Once you give it to God, you enter in the rest. Enter in the rest and stay there. Don't come out. What good is worrying going to do? Worrying can't add nothing to it. Stop worrying about it. Look, this we said. What are we coming out of the valley of worry? We're coming out of the valley of fear. We're coming out of the valley of anxiety. Look what it says in Matthew 26, 27. And who of you by worrying and being anxious can add one measure or cubit to the stature of the span of his life? You know what he's saying? If you worry, what good are you going to do? What are you adding to your life by worrying? Take your, right. What's that? He said cast your care. He carry for you. Why are you carrying care? Well, because it feels more responsible to carry it. No, bump it, give it, cast it to God, and use faith. He Said, what you going to add to the life by carrying His care? Look at verse twenty-eight. He said, you can't do it. He said, you can't do it. And why should you be anxious about clothes? Like, you worry about, where am I going to eat? Where am I going to live? Where am I going to wear? Where am I going to live? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? You know what I'm saying? Like, he's talking about natural cares of life. He saying, why are you worried about clothes and food? You don't think your Father in heaven, he feeds the birds. Look what he said here. He said, consider the flowers that grow in the dirt. How they grow? I make them grow. You think they get up every day and worry about how we going to grow? God makes them grow. Keep going, twenty-nine. Watch this. You're gonna see this. It makes sense. You, yeah, I tell you, even Solomon and all his magnificent excellence and dignity, and grace was not arrayed like one of these. He said, "Look, he said Solomon had all this stuff going from in the natural, but they ain't as pretty as my flowers." You see what I'm saying? This was say, "Keep going. Watch this." He said, "This." He said, "If you, but it is God who clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is tossed in the first. Surely, clothe you, oh, you of little faith." He's saying, don't worry about it. He said, the birds don't get up and toil and spin. The grass don't figure out how it's going to grow. I take care of everything. How much more do you mean to me than a stupid bird and dumb grass? That's what he's saying. He's saying, "I mean, you mean so much more to me. You don't think I'm going to take care of you? You don't think I'm going to, don't you think I could take care of you? Don't you think I could work this out in your life? Don't you think I could do this? Come on, guys. You know I'm telling the truth. Look, at, look, 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 look at verse 31. Look at 631. You don't believe it? Therefore, do not worry and be anxious, saying, what are we going to eat? What are we going to drink? What are we going to wear? For the Gentiles wish and crave diligently to notice, but seek ye first me. The kingdom of heaven is my righteousness, my way of doing things, and watch and see what I'm going to do. You're going to change your life. Look at Psalm 94, 18 in the Amplified Classic. Psalm 94, 18. This is new. Write these down. Because this you ain't need. You might not need this today, but three months from now you'll be like, I'm worried about that. No, you're going to go back. I don't need to worry about this. God's got this. God's got every detail in my life. you gotta, you got to give him access to it by what? Say, God, come on in. Come on into this, God. I can't do this on my own. I'm going to show you in the end how you get out. you got to speak the word of God. See, that's the problem with us too much. We sit there and mind deal too long. Saying in our head and rolling. No, you got to open your mouth. I'm not worried about this no more. I bind this out of your mouth. You got to say it out of your mouth. I'm going to show you in the end. Yeah, you got to say something. Because every time the enemy starts speaking to your head, you got to speak out of your mouth. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Look, I'm preaching a really good sermon today. You, you digest this. Like, no, I'm, yeah, I know. Nobody wants to shout like, yeah, okay, yes, this feels great. No one doesn't feel great. It feels like a pain. But this is how you learn where well, anxiety's coming. Worry's coming, fear's coming. When it comes, you got to be ready for it. You got to open your mouth. I'm going to show you how to do it, though. Yeah, because if you're ready, you're ready. If you're not ready, you're behind. And when you're behind, you get, you know what happens? You get, it gets bad. Internally, it messes up your peace. And then you're, you're dealing with worry, fear. You know, one time, you know, I learned this stuff. One time, I, got, I was like, oh, man. And it felt like somebody punched me right in the gut. I heard it in my ear. And as minute I heard it, it's like, pow, it's popped me right in my spirit. I was like, man, that's weird. And God's like, you let that in. You let it in through your ear, and you get worried, and you go, "Huh!" it knocks the wind out of you. And then you're like, oh, Jesus, what am I going to do? And then it it, it messes up your internal peace, because it got in through your ear, and it gives you a little shot. So now what I do is I go, no, 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 you got to learn how to catch something when somebody says it. You don't just digest it. It's bad. It's not as bad as you think it is. Let me hear it. And you got to grab it, and you weigh it. And then you process it, and then you place it. Because there ain't nothing bad with God. We can work it all out. He said, because everything you see is temporal, subject to change. But you got to, it takes a little bit of work. I believe you receive when we don't see. Got to do stuff with this. See what I'm saying? So this is how you do it. So it's coming. Worry's coming. Anxiety's coming. All that stuff's coming. But look what he said. Now look what he said in Psalm 94. Now you got to see this now. This does good stuff. Psalm 94, 18. When I said my foot is slipping, your mercy and love and kindness, O Lord, you held me up. And the multitude of my what? Anxious thoughts within me, your comforts cheer and delight my soul. Woo! Did you hear that? And a multitude of what? Anxious what? Thoughts within me, your comforts cheer and delight my soul. See, that's what happens. You get these thoughts in your head, messes up your mind, messes up your will, messes up your emotions. Now you're all whacked out inside. Ah, you know what I mean? And now what? He said, hey, just kick back and rest. Give it to God. Give it to God, and the multitude of anxious thoughts for me—you bring me comfort. How's He going to comfort me? Easy, with His Word. He gave you that Word. You wash yourself with the water of that Word. Come on, look what He says. Look at this. You want to see it? Want to see it? Woo! When I set my foot, they slipping. You held me up. Go to verse 18. They got to see it. You people are half asleep. You need to go to bed earlier. Come on. Not 94:18. No, go, yeah, go on up, man. Huh? You got to see 18 and 19. When I said my foot, you know when you slipping. You know, you know when you, come on, you know when you mind dealing too much. Y'all lie in church. You better cut it out. You know what I'm saying? You know when you're at the brink? Nobody knows when you're at the brink more than you know when you're at the brink. You know what I'm saying? Like, God, I'm about ready to go postal, man. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm talking about? I'm not even preaching to any people no more. Look, I'm going to preach to me because I'm better at amen Look, when I'm postal, I'm at the brink of going over the edge. I'm at the brink of popping my cork. I'm at the brink of just going over the edge about this stuff. I know what I got to do. I got to ask the Lord. When my foot is slipping, your mercy and love and kindness, oh, Lord, helps me up. Y'all say, help me, Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Now, I'm going to show you how to do it in a minute, though, right? Because I'm going to add this element in this thing that's going to change your life if you listen to me, right? So remember these scriptures now because I'm setting you up, right? Now, go to 19. Go to 19 and see this. In the multitude of what? My anxious thoughts. See, that's where it comes in through your mind. Your mind, mind in. What do you can do? What do you do? What do you do? Right? Within me, but you could comfort me. Woo! You can make my soul delight. With that word. Now watch, I'm gonna show you how to do it. Ready? Now watch this. You ready for this? Now go over here. You gotta see this now. Go to Philippians 4 and 4. Amplified classics, fine. I got like 50 scriptures. Right? Write these down. This is why you go to church we word you word of faith. You better believe it. We word of yeah we're word of faith. We're supposed to be a word of unbelief. Jesus, good God, give me a break. Do you go that you go to that word of faith church? No, we go to the unbelief church. I don't understand people. You know what I'm saying? You hang out with me, like, is relevant church word of faith? Yeah, we word of faith. What are you supposed to be? Word of unbelief. I don't understand this. It makes no sense. Yeah, you need, you need scriptures. People want to go to church. If I scream and yell and shout and holler, but you don't know how to apply this stuff to your life, you ain't going to shout and holler on your own. If I teach you, right, when you come out, you're going to shout and holler out there. I'm showing you what's up. Amen. Now, you got to do it. Can't let this in. Rejoice in the Lord and glad yourselves in him. Again, I say rejoice. Now, you got to read it in this because this is good. Right? Let all men know and persevere in what or perceive and recognize your unselfish, your considerateness, and your forbearing spirit. The Lord is near. Now, watch four, six. This is good. Do not fret or have anxiety about anything. Oh, you better get that. But in every circumstance and in everything, by prayer and what? Petition, right? What's petition? Definite request. Same side of prayer. You see it? You better look at it. Look at the screen. 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 Jesus. It's the word of God. So when, well, look, look, look. well, I didn't pray about it. That's why you keep worrying about it. I, I didn't even know what I was supposed to say. Here's what I say. Jesus, take this junk. I'm real spiritual. Get a picture. You a picture of me or the thing? Okay. I just play it. You want one? There it is right here. There, right there. I could do 10 things at once. I got ADD, spirit. Right? Did you get that? You'll never forget that. Next time you've got a problem, you're going to go to that picture and go, oh, great. He'd never leave me alone. Yeah. Say, but do you do this? Look, I don't do this. I'm going to throw this box of prayers at you. <laughs> I don't do this. I pastor the church. Oh, my God. This, this crew is something else. Let me stay over here. Amen. Come on. You got to be reminded of this. I'm pastoring the church. It comes at you from every direction. I'm like, what am I supposed to do with this one, God? He's like, hey, uh, by the way, how about you tell me? What you need done, because I'm the only one that could do something about it? Well, I know this, but when pressure shows up and I'm in the valley, that's the last thing I'm thinking about. Don't fret, don't have anything to say. But in every circumstance, in everything, by prayer and definite prayer, with thanksgiving, continue to make your what? Wants known to know God. Are you praying and thanking God? You ain't praying and thanking God. You're lying. You're worrying and freaking out. A lying church, man. Come on, you know what I'm saying. I love it when it hits. You pray and thank God. Wait, when you first hear it, do you pray and thank God? And usually, we, we pray, we pray, freak out, thank God, freak out, pray, freak out, thank God, worry, get anxiety, stay up all night, and then about two, three days, we start figuring out I should stop freaking out and anxiety and freaking out and pray and try not to freak out. Go to prayer meeting and freak out. Call all my friends on the prayer call freak out. Almost think I'm done freaking out, but keep freaking out. Getting anxious, and then I get mad. And then after about a week, I finally figure out I should have prayed and just gave it to God. (laughs) Anybody else in the building tell the truth? Come on, right? Yeah. And I'm like thinking, I'm like, I got to get better at this. Because, my God, it's got to be an easier way to do this, God. He's like, yeah, pray and give it to me. But I was like, once I give it to you, I take it back because I got to worry about something. So I kind of gave it to you, and then I took it back, and then I gave it to you, and then I took it back, and then I goes, and then God's like, well, yeah, you know why you take it back? Because I really don't believe you. He goes, yeah, I know, because that's really the truth, but don't lie to yourself. I just told you the truth. You don't really believe him, or you're not trusting in him yet, not enough, because you think you're going to do it in your own power, and then you start learning, like, I can't really do nothing about it, so why don't I give it to him and leave it in his hands? But It feels better in your hands, so you like it, so you keep it because you like worrying about it and and going rolling over how I'm going to fix it when all the wise you just have faith in God and in rest. And you get better at this over the years, and you start going, hey, God, I got enough to do today. You take care of that, and guess what? I'm good enough to know I don't want to pick it up again. That takes training, okay? But here's what I'm saying. What Thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God because here's where the rubber meets the road. Seven, and the God of peace... Shall be yours. Oh my God. That tranquil state of the... You better read these we're done. And the God of peace shall be... Yours. And that tranquil state of the what? That means your mind, your will, and your emotions ain't going nowhere. He's going to keep it in tranquility. Oh, that's great. (laughs) When's this start happening? Uh, Assured it's salvation through Christ... And so, fearing nothing from God and being content, fearing nothing from God. That's what, see, that's the thing. We got to realize God's for me. I ain't got to worry about God. God's not my problem. Right? And being content with whatsoever short is, I'll have peace, which was what? Transcends all that anxiety. Keep going. Watch verse 8. Now, verse 8 unlocks it all. And what? The understanding shall garrison and mount guard over your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Now your heart and your mind is your soul and your spirit. He's keeping you locked in. He ain't going to let you go all wacky internally. But now here's how. How do I do it? Eight. Eight. For the rest. That's why I want to get to rest. Brethren, I want to get in that rest. Where I don't have to worry about anything. I ain't gonna be anxious. About it. I ain't got no fear. I ain't worried about nothing. Ooh, whatever is worthy of reverence, honorable, just, pure, lovely, lovable, kind, what, what, winsome, what, gracious. If there be any virtue and power or excellency and anything worthy praise. Think on and weigh and account. Take account of these things. Fix your mind on them. See, there's the work. you got to stay locked in when anxiety, fear, worry, fret, and all that junk's all around. Okay? You got that? So how do I do it? Glad you asked. Okay. Here's how you do it. Who's ready to hear how you do it? Who wants to hear how you do it? Look at Zechariah 4 and 1 and... You can put this in the King James. I know we put it in the, in the, in the, uh, in the Amplified cause, but put Zechariah one in the King James. I'll explain it. You'll get it. You'll understand it. And when you get it and you see it, now, everybody say, this is, this is, my, part. This is my part. Now, you got to do this part because if you don't do this part, man, I'm telling you, this is, everybody say, my part. Because if you do your part, God can do his part. Does that make sense? Man, this is good. Got it? I like this. Look at this. I'm going to pull it up in this. And the angel of the Lord talked with me. See this? Well, what did he talk to you about? He said, "You, I'm going to give you a vision. You see it? And came again to walk with me, see this, as a man that is waking out of his sleep, saying wake up, and he said to me, what do you see? He said, I see a candlestick, a gold bowl, seven lamps, what's this mean? You understand what you see? He said, nah, I don't, I'm going to paraphrase, he said, I don't understand nothing of what I see. So he answered and spake and the angel of the talk said, what are these, my Lord, in verse 4? He said, the angel talked with me and answered his head, no, now what these be? He said, no, I don't know what they are. That's why I asked you, what are they? Then answering, he said unto me, this is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel saying this, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. You know what that means? You know what that means? Not by might, not by your might, and not by your power, says the Lord, but by his might and his power, it's going to get done. You got that? Got that? Not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. That means natural human reasoning, mindsets, and all this other stuff is not going to get you out of this. It's going to be by my spirit, says the Lord God Almighty. You understand what I mean? Not by might nor by power, but by my spirit. Say, not by your ability, not by how you do, not by how you think, not by how you worry, not by how you fear, not by how you fret, not by how you do anything. It's going to get done. It's going to get done spiritual. He said, okay, cool. He said, great. He said, uh, who art thou, O great mountain? He said, now watch this. In the Amplified, it says this. It said this. He says, what big human obstacle is trying to come against you? O great mountain. And the Amplified, he said, O great human obstacle, who you think you are? See, now he ain't talking about mountains like physical mountains. He's talking about problems coming at you. He said, "Oh, great mountain!" Or oh, everybody say, "Oh, great problem." problem. Who? What are you before me? me? Oh, you better get that right. You're going to become like a rolled street, paved. Great mountain. This mountain was huge. It's like looking at Mount Rushmore and go, "You're going to be a paved road when I'm done to you." That's what God's saying. You better get this. He said, "Who in the world do you think you are? Obstacle." You ain't nothing standing before me, because I'm not standing before me in my might and my power. I'm standing here before you with the Spirit of God, right? He said this. He said, I'm all bringing forth that headstone, shouting, crying, grace, grace unto it. Now, that's where we're going, but say right? Go over. Moreover, the word of the Lord came into me, saying, The hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation in this house, and his hands shall also finish it. Thou shalt know the Lord of hosts has sent me to do it. He said this. He said, what you started, look at your neighbor, say, what you started, you're going to finish. Look at your neighbor, say, what you started, you're going to finish. Look at your neighbor. Look at your neighbor. You can't even follow these instructions. I'm standing before you. How are you going to look at God? You can't even see him, bro. Look at your neighbor, man. God Almighty, you people are Unbelievable. Look at your neighbor. That's the person to the right of you, the next to you. You say this. Say, look at what you started, you're gonna finish. Look at your other neighbor. Look at your other neighbor. Look at him straight in the face. Say, what you started, you're gonna finish. You're gonna finish him. Look what he said. Look what he said. He said this. He said this. Said the Lord of hosts, for who, watch this, for who hath despised the days of small things? For they shall rejoice. They shall see the plummet of the hand of Zerubbabel, those seven and the eyes of the Lord, which run to and fro throughout the earth. He said, don't look at this thing like it's a small thing. It's going to be a big thing when God's done with it. Come on. But look what he said. He gave you you an answer, right? He said, look at your mountain and say this, grace, grace. Grace, grace. Now, you better get this, right? I said, what is he trying to tell this cat, right? Because you all know this because we've been here before. He's saying this. He said this. He said, you cannot stand before me. He said, when you see this mountain, he said what? He said, say unto it, grace, grace unto it. Verse 7. Grace what? Grace, grace. What do you mean grace, grace? You got to say to this mountain. When human obstacles show up, you know what you got to do? That's what he told him to do. He said, you go stand before that physical mountain and you say, grace. Grace. What do, we say, what do we say those physical mountains were? Human obstacles. Next time you get into an obstacle, what are you supposed to say? Open your mouth say, grace, Now what's grace? God's ability in me allowing me to do what I could not do by myself. The spirit of God. You know what I want to say? The spirit. You want to know what I will to say grace is today? It's when the spirit of God kicks in. Yeah, in the natural, I can't beat this thing. But in the physical, I can't beat this thing. But when the spirit of God kicks in, it can't beat me. Come on. What am I supposed to say? Next time I see a financial struggle show up in my life, you got to get it coming out of your mouth. How many of you going to do this a week from now? you would be like, grace, grace. Grace, grace. People going to look at you like you're crazy, but let the crazy people say amen. Grace, grace. You know what I'm saying? No, you know what I'm saying. Grace, grace. Marriage problems. You're going to walk in the house. They're going to want to fight. You go, grace, grace. I ain't fighting. Come on. Physical problems, grace, grace. Doctor problems, grace, grace. Life out of your grace, grace. you got to open your mouth for the grace of God is going to kick in. Now, some of you know what to say, right? When you feel like, oh, I can't. You say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. you got to apply the word of God out of your mouth because you got to realize something. Here's a law. You ready for this? When the word of God shows up, it can steer your body to the places where you're at. If you don't have no words, you don't have no way out. James chapter 3, you can play. James chapter 3 says this, that where my words go, my body goes. It's a law. What's going to happen when you're standing in there going, I don't know what to do, but you're like, grace, grace, I can overcome it. Grace, grace, I can overcome the obstacle. Grace, grace, I got the power. Grace, grace, but you got to start speaking and stuff. Because it's speaking to you. You got to talk back. Got to talk back. Now, you know what to say. You know what to say. Some things you might not know what to say. Just go, grace, grace. God's got me and I got it. Come on. That's how you change your future. Because you can't just sit there and sit sit in it. You got to get God's power in it. And once you say, grace, hey, what are we going to do? Grace, grace. Man, you ain't going to carry no worry. Come on, stand up on your feet. You ain't going to carry no worry. You ain't gonna carry no fear. You ain't gonna carry no anxiety. You're just gonna grace, grace it. Come on, right? Something happened next week. Where are you gonna Kids call up. Oh God, now what? Grace, grace. You're gonna, sound like, you're gonna sound like weird to some people. You're gonna be on the phone doing a business deal. I don't know. Grace, grace. What you say? Oh, uh, don't worry about it. You get it. <laughs> grace, grace. On the inside, you're gonna know grace is working for me. That's the power of God in you. Grace, grace. It might just be a place for you to release your faith. It might just be a place for you to dispel the worry, the, the anxiety. I don't know what it is, but I know it is you ain't going to forget it. He said, Zerubbabel, he said, look at that mountain of human obstacles and say to it, grace, grace, because greater is he that's in me than he that's in that world. Come on, somebody. You got to know that in the midst of it, because sometimes it seems like we don't have enough firepower. You got all the firepower you need. Amen. Lift your hands to heaven. Just tell them out loud. Just say, Father, thank you for giving me the grace for the place. To overcome the obstacles, the circumstances, and the situations in life. Let this message forever be a part of me. When I face obstacles, fears, worries, anxieties, uncertainties, whatever comes against me, let me always remember, grace, grace. I got power over it. Not by might, but by your spirit. Living in me, moving in me, having your life in me. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Everybody said, Amen. Praise God, you did great. Clap for yourself. Come on, say it. Grace, grace. Feels good, don't it? Don't forget, Wednesday, hey, listen, Wednesday, 7 o'clock, Thursday, 7 o'clock, I'm in this house. We're going to be here for Faith Summit. Now, if you don't know a lot about faith or you want to learn more about faith or you need some faith, listen, get in the building. We're going to be here 7. 7 and 9. I'm going to wrap it up because I'll preach all night if you don't give me an end. So 7 and 9, I'm going to have you out the door. But now here's what I want you to do. Wednesday and Thursday, and here's the big thing. You ready for this? If you can't watch in person, you got to watch online. That's your homework assignment, man. Because you might have work or something like that. Listen up, because I'm taking another place. Because you cannot wait a year to hear about faith. That's why I do these summits Faith's the only thing that pleases God, man. You gotta get this stuff. I'll take you to all other places of faith. All right, I love you guys. God bless you. I'll see you. Get out of here. Hey, don't forget, sign up for Port Orange Family Days. Go see Dennis. Glory.